Ron Ananian. The one that I um, was looking at is a 2011, and it has 107,000 miles on it. And when I did a Google search on it, it, seen, it appears that the 2010s and 2011s have major transmission problems. Yes, they do. The car doctor. The good news is it's not three, four thousand dollars. It's it's probably five, six thousand dollars. So just, just yeah, it's not cheap. It's a CVT out of Nissan. It's going to be a Nissan Reman. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Hey, it's time to start your engines. Welcome aboard. Ronnie Nini and the Car Doctor here at the helm for another hour of life with the Car Doctor out on the road as we've uh, jacked the wheels up on the bus. And uh, off we go to the TST Big Event in Westchester, New York at the uh, Marriott here. Um, uh, joined this hour as we kick things off with Pete Meyer. He is the tech editor at Motor Age Magazine. We had Pete with us last year. We're glad to welcome him back. And uh, how you been? I'm good, Ron. Thanks for letting me uh, come back on the show. Busy year, right? I Very mean, busy. It blinked. Very busy. And it seems like we're standing in the same spots. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we're a little grayer, um, <laughs> but we're a little wiser, right, Pete? Yeah, we like to think so anyway. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we hope so. Um, uh, you know, I know you've had a busy year. I've been following you as uh, throughout the exploits in Motor Age Magazine and um digitally and print-wise, and, and, and I thought about it, you know, what am I going to talk to Pete about this year, because there's so many topics and so many things we could discuss, uh, but I guess the question becomes, you know, delivering information in the digital age is, is, is what sort of crossed my mind, because I find myself reading Motor Age magazine more online than I do in print, and is that, you know, it's it's got to yeah. be changing the way you guys do it. Yeah, I, we've uh, been offering digital publications for some time now. Um, because of the type of magazine that we are, not every shop qualifies for the free print copy that we can supply. We do serve close to 120,000 shops in the United States right now with the print copy. Uh, but there are a lot of guys who want that information as well, and they get the digital version of the magazine. And, and I think what the big thing with the digital era is that we're no longer just the oldest American automotive trade publication. We're now a global automotive trade publication. You know, we have subscribers to the digital publication from all over the world. Right, because you you know you've got a YouTube channel. Yep. Um, you're 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 online on the website with videos, mm -hmm. and and that's had a big impact on on how you come to market. Not just you know in the business side of running a magazine such as yours, but presenting the information. You know, because what you talk to somebody about um, in Australia. And, and the things that affect them is very different than the tech in the USA, than the tech in Europe, and, and, and so on, right? It's It's got to create some, some issues, maybe, is a good way to put it. You know, I tell you what, Ron, that's a, uh, that's a really good question. I recently returned from a, a trip to Australia where we were working with our new training partner, Automate. And uh, I got to meet shop owners, uh, uh, educators, uh, various segments of the market. Uh, spoke to the head of the Kmart Tired Service Centers, which is the one of the largest uh, um, companies to, for technicians in, in Australia. Right. And I found out that it's really not as different as we'd like to think it is. Um, a lot of the issues that face our, our industry here are shared by every country in the world. It's, uh, the technician shortage is real for everyone around the world. Uh, getting the access to training resources and information to handle the complexity of these new systems is universal around the world. And the fact that we can reach these audiences digitally, online, uh, allows us to share what resources we have with 
everyone around the world. Do you, do you think the day is coming when will will you know global training be more unified, where we're going to be teaching the same thing around the world to everybody at the same level, so to speak? We it's just too broad a scope, too broad a spectrum of. Um, I, 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 over, think, I overwhelmed you with that. That's a tough no, question, right? <laughs> no, again, I think the similarities are, are, are they're, they're way more than we uh, think. Um, every, our own industry, we have technicians from, you know, the top, I want to say 10, 20% of diagnosticians in our industry, many of them who are here today at the, at the big event. Um, um, we have a few that I'm sure we all admit that are on kind of the bottom side of our industry that we'd all love to see run out of town on a rail. Right. And then we have the, the majority in the middle, uh, men and women who want to be better, um, uh, just lack the resources right. or, or to find the resources. And I think that's universal. Um, I, I, think the, I think the bottom feeders, as we'll call them, I think the bottom feeders are going out on their own. You know they're they're slowly fading away because they just they can't keep up. The days of of, of smoke and mirrors and BS and I can say that it's family radio. Um, you know are, are are coming to a, a point where those guys that that can't fix cars are disappearing. That's why you know Bob's Garage. I'm not picking on Bob's Garage, but yeah. to use it as a generic term, Bob's Garage is is, is going the wayside. Uh, you know it's just and the technology is what's doing them in because. They're not at an event like this. They're not looking at the YouTube Motor Age video channel. They're not looking at Motor Age magazine. They're, they're assuming that the way they fixed cars five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago applies today. Yeah. And, and I can honestly tell you that, you know, on my desk at the shop, there's a stack of magazines. Motor Age is on top, Pete, no lie. <laughs> and at lunchtime, you know, you'll sit there and you'll start scanning through the magazines. And you have to do that every day because the information is such that it, it, it changes every day. Yeah. Every day. And, and I think to the point that your training videos are changing you know i'm getting an email blast from motor age via your i go look oh there's pete i mean it seems like every week i'm getting oh pete did this and pete did that and here's this new <laughs> and you talk a lot about i will say there's a pattern to what you do uh, you seem to talk a lot about voltage drop testing voltage testing circuit testing it seems like the electrical side is still the real bugaboo for technicians it is i think that, that every time we do a topic electrical topic it's uh it gets a lot of attention and um, you know you're 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 now working towards and i mean there's more training on the horizon um auto mechanica yeah okay let's talk about that for a minute because i think that has to come into the conversation about training technicians yeah auto mechanica will be held in atlanta this year like you said august 8th through the 10th uh registration is open for that event right now um just like the last time we have assembled just about every name that you can think of uh, as uh, the top independent trainers in the country uh, will be presenting there. And and what are some of the topics? Do you know, like, what are they going to be talking about? Oh, we we refined our, our training program for uh, for this year um, to more of the I want to say the high end topics: um, electrical drivability, uh, new diagnostic processes that can make the job go faster, easier, uh, find that cause of that problem more effectively. Uh, I think any technician who is comfortable with his fundamentals will find great benefit in any of the classes that they choose. And, and what about the technician that's, you know, the kid just out of a trade school? Does he need to be at Auto Mechanica? Well, absolutely. I think one of the things that uh, we need to encourage technicians that 
when they fin uh, finish trade school, that is not the end of their education. That's, That's the, the beginning. beginning. Right? And I think I'd actually take that one more step. Uh, you'll have a lot of trainers who lament the apathy among many technicians for getting training. But to me, that goes to the owner, the shop owner, to set the example, to set that culture in their business that you have to continue your education in order to continue to work here. Because like Chris Chesney just pointed out, the keynote address, we're going to look at so many changes in technology in the next five years that will overshadow what we've had in the last 100 years. As fast as this technology is progressing, you just cannot keep up based on what you learned at trade school five years ago, certainly not 10 years ago, and absolutely not 20 years ago. We just had, in our, in our area where the shop is in Waldwick, we just had a major repair shop go out, a transom repair shop, and they just they, they folded the doors yesterday. It was their last day. And I was talking to one of their techs. He stopped by the shop to tell me what was going on. And it, you know, we were talking about the types of repairs they're doing. And where we're located, North Jersey, it's sort of dealership row out on Route 17. There's 28 different new car dealers, and everybody buys, leases new cars. And he said, yeah, it's, it's hard to keep up with the technology. He said, but I don't know that I need to, all right? Because he said, you know, I was doing transmissions. Now I'm not doing transmissions. He said the last big job I did last week was I was lapping valves in a four-liter Jeep, putting a cylinder head on. And I sat there listening to it, Pete, and I'm saying, I'm not doing any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm not rebuilding transits. I'm not doing, I'm not lapping heads anymore. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's voltage drop testing. It's, I, right now I've got an, uh, I've got a, a 13 Silverado that doesn't crank because of a, a communication fault to the BCM going on. You know, probably part of the training uh, phenomena that you guys have to overcome is the diversity of, of, of what everybody's facing in their shop, right? Yeah. Because if one guy's talking about lapping valves, he's got no interest in voltage drop testing, but the majority of them that do, so how do you, you know, it's got to be tough presenting training like that. Well, I think it's unfortunate that a lot don't know what they don't know. I mean, take a look at just modern, just routine servicing. Uh, if you change the oil in many vehicles, you need a scan tool to let the car know you did that. Um, if you change or just simply rotate the tires, and in, in many cars you have to access the computer to let the car know you you did that. Right. Um, even now with battery changes, there are many models on the road that if you just simply change a battery in the car, you you have got to absolutely use the right battery. You can't put a bigger one in it because it fits, and you've got to tell the car that you, you changed, changed the battery. The battery. Yeah. Uh, it, for techs who are still performing these services without performing the rest of the process. Uh, it's kind of like that old saying with the doctor, don't first do no harm. You know, right. they actually think they're helping the customer maintain the car when actually they're shortening the lifespan of that vehicle. And a word to the consumers while we're talking about that. Consumers, you've got to understand, you're not driving a car anymore. You're driving a rolling computer network that has more technology than the most modern U.S. fighter plane. And if you're not paying somebody the, the level to take, that has the training to take care of that complex vehicle that you're driving, Shame on you. <laughs> you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Yeah, you're doing yourself a disservice. It's, it's what I always say. The question shouldn't be how much to fix it. It should be how right can you fix that's it. That's absolutely true. And, 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 and that's that's the way to look at it. Um, I, I agree 100%. Pete, Auto Mechanica, tell us again about it before we let you go. Again, August 8th through the 10th. Uh, registration is on, uh, uh, available now. Um, you can find out. Uh, Facebook, uh, Motor Age Magazine page, certainly Google and Ace Auto Mechanica, it'll, it'll pop up for you. Um, and then the YouTube channel, there's a YouTube channel of videos with Motor Age, and Motor yours Age truly, Magazine. everybody can see your smiling face. Absolutely. Um, uh, one other thing i like to uh, put in there real quick, yeah. too, um, Motor Age Training Connect uh, is a brand new training platform that we're offering, um, 400 videos in the library. 
Uh, you can use it as a point of need for a system that you're not sure about, or you can use it as a training curriculum for your staff or for yourself as a supplement to training events like the big event. And how do they get to that? Where will they find that? Uh, just go to connect.motoragetraining.com. Cool beans. Pete Meyer, glad to have you aboard. We'll see you again. Ron, uh, thanks so much. We'll see you around the circus. Thank you. We go through the year and uh, keep those videos coming. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Indian Car Doctor live at the TST Big Event. Look over my shoulder there. I had a. Where is Tom? Oh, there you are. Hey, Tom, you're doing a good job today. I'm Yeah, well, that's good. You know, you have the face made for radio. There we go. So, since I'm the front of the corporation here and now I'm out in front of the public, um, how come nobody's in the room? I think we scared them all away. So. Um, you took your mask off. That's what, That's what happens, you know. But anyway, we had to take our mask off because we had to get up here to the TSD Big Event in Westchester, New York at the Marriott. And uh, as we're rolling through these last two hours, um, we've now come to this. This Well, they've all been fun, but I'm really going to enjoy this because we're talking with David Lynn. David is from Drew Technology. And we're talking about flashing. Tom, keep your raincoat on. Um, uh, flashing for the car, right? Software updates and things like that. And, you know, computer software updates is probably the biggest hot-button topic in the industry, David, and uh, welcome aboard. Tell us about it. What is software updates? Well, software updates occur every single day. I'm sure a lot of people have their Windows computer, and every single Tuesday they get that nice little update telling them that, hey, there's there's something available right now, and uh, they're, they're stuck waiting for the, the computer to update the, you know, the next morning when they actually need to use it. And the same thing will happen inside of a vehicle as well. A lot of the times when customers bring their car to a shop there's a technical service bulletin that says hey don't replace a component just yet you're you actually need to program the module before you do any physical work on it or, or, or even worse you have to replace the component and you have to update and install software in that component when you replace it correct and otherwise that component won't work yep and, and people need to understand that they think you buy this new module right and but there's nothing in that module that, right that module might fit seven different car lines or seven different models in that car line and then we've got to put software in it right what we used to do in the industry with an analog system specific to a specific car we now do with an electronic control unit instead so think about replacing your standard carburetor with your fuel injection well something has to control that right. so now you have a computer behind it with ones and zeros calculating timing and do, doing all that fun stuff behind the scenes for the car instead so i guess how did this become that we have a wrap box in front of us wrap stands for uh, remote remote uh, where is it remote assist program yep um, we have a wrap box uh, you know, how did this become, David? It, obviously, it was the need, right? I guess there was enough right. of, a, a, of a need for it that you guys developed this program because what you're doing, and that's what makes this so unique. You're the only ones in the industry in the world, really, that I know of that are doing this. You can take this box, put it in a repair shop, and from a central location somewhere else, Secret Mountains hidden in the, you know, in the, in the, in the F-19 stealth headquarters, um, you guys can reach out to this box and program that vehicle with software. Absolutely. And, and the thought process behind it is, at this day and age, the shops 
and technicians need to maintain a plethora of licenses and OE subscriptions in order to even be able to program vehicles. And what we do with the RAP instead is we address that issue. So the, the technicians and shops are not stuck updating and maintaining their PCs just in case they need to program a vehicle. We, we take care of that portion for them so that way when they have a car and they're finished with the repair and they need to program it, we can remote right into it. We're able to remotely assist and place our expertise right in the shop, right there for them. Now, what will this do? Will, will a wrap box, a wrap box will obviously program a PCM, uh, and on a vehicle we work on, we, we're not able to work on all vehicles just right. yet, right? So, so right now we have coverage for domestics, so Ford, GM, Chrysler. Right. And then we have coverage on our Asians, um, Honda, Toyota, and Nissan. And we're, we're working on our European coverage, so currently we offer coverage for Mercedes-Benz. So so let's we'll take a Ford. Okay. All right? We, we, we put a PCM in a Ford. You can update the software or install right. software in that PCM. Can you do any other modules on the vehicle? It depends on it depends on make to make. So some makes allow us to go beyond the drivetrain and do body control modules as well, um, but others don't. So for example, currently on Mercedes Benz, are we, we're only able to program emissions related components and drivetrain rela related components. Now, who controls that? Is that the manufacturer? That's the manufacturer. So it's based on what the manufacturer has available right now. And what do you think gets them to change their mind? Well, the Right to Repair Act is actually something that's out there so it's it's currently going to address all 2018 and newer vehicles for us okay and, and you know do you see yourselves taking on more vehicle lines in the future absolutely absolutely um, especially as these vehicles become more and more complex we see the need of this growing so we're able to put our services in the shops for them so in, in our last minute or so David um, somebody's got a wrap box they put a wrap box in their in their in their shop and they're going to dial into Drew Tech, right? Correct. And you're going to log into the car, and you're going to go look and see, does it need an update? And um, and that's it. The software is in. It's right. that simple. The only, the only requirement for the shop is to physically hook up the diagnostic connector. We ask them to put it on the battery maintainer that we include in the kit and follow the on-screen prompts. It's Any issues with levels of internet service and speed? We actually address that with by installing our own cellular modem inside of the kit itself. So if you're out all the way in the boonies and you ain't got any Wi-Fi or right. internet, yeah. we have you covered as long as you have cell service. Wow, you guys have thought of everything. David, we're going to have to have a very in-depth conversation in the next couple of months, all right? So we're going to get you back and talk about you on air. We'll do it by phone. We'll do it remotely into the Car Doctor Studios. Sounds good. All right, thanks for being here, David Lynn, and uh, I think it's DrewTech.com, right? That is correct. DrewTech.com if they want more information. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. We are back right after this. Don't go away. Doctor, and we're here at the TST Big Event in Westchester, New York. But you already know that because you've been there listening on the radio and podcasting, and we appreciate that. Uh, by the way, more information at cardoctorshow.com. Uh, I'm here with Chris Chesney. He is the director of training for CarQuest. Yeah. Um, is that correct? Yeah. Um, we've talked before, haven't we? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a while. Um, you're now doing some training programs, and um, you're the guy out there with the gun, the knife, and the blindfold dragging yeah. new technicians into the industry. Well, we're sure trying to make a difference. Yeah, uh, and, and you are, obviously. 
um, you and the folks at CarQuest. And, um, you know, you had some interesting thoughts. I saw you up there as the keynote speaker about getting techs into this industry and, and, and things that have to be done. Share it with us. Well, the primary thing is we all think we have a technician shortage, and we do. I mean, the new data that's come out uh, over the last six months points to about an eighty to 90,000 technician shortage based on the fallout of those that are retiring, those that were chewing up and spitting out, right. uh, that come out of vocational school in the last six months in a service bay, or get there and they think, man, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be. Why do you think that happens? Uh, because we don't set expectations for them in vocational school or when we hire them at the shop. We get them in at the shop. They're, they don't have the skills coming out of school to do the job we need them, them to do. So we either put them on the lube rack and hope they learn how to do it, an inspection properly. We don't onboard them correctly. And more importantly, we don't tell them about the opportunities that are available in the industry. Right. Uh, so there's so much more to this industry than just being an entry-level tech or a GS tech or a tire buster, or even a B or an A or a diagnostician. There's shop ownership, there's service advising, there's parts management, there's there's thousands of positions in this industry that people can find their way to whatever flips their switch. And with the millennial generation, they really they don't see that vision and they're not told that. I'll give you an example. Um, uh, I've spent about a day and a half with uh, the STEM program at Wheat Ridge High School in, in Wheat Ridge, Colorado okay. about a month and a half ago. This group was put together three years ago. Started from scratch, industry put it together. A couple of guys that were engineers at the School of Mines and the University of Denver wanted to build this STEM program out. And they found it, as they will say, they found a principal that was gullible enough to, to listen to their program and a friend that was gullible enough to lead it. And what they did is they started out with 16 kids three years ago. They entered the Shell Eco Challenge, which you build your own car, design and build your own electrically powered car, powered by a fuel cell, 1,000-watt fuel cell. They built that and won the Shell Eco Challenge on the first try. How great is that, right? They won one out of the next two. So they've won two out of three over the last three years, and they've got four vehicles they're building today, and they have 85 kids in the program. But at Cars last year at Vegas, we invited eight of those team members to go visit at cars and to present. And they were awesome. I mean, the, the shop owners are going, wow, there's hope in this world because there's kids that really think uh, about technology and, and want to get involved in technology. So somebody asked them a simple question. How many of you know what you're going to do when you leave high school? They all raised their hands. And then they asked, how many of you are considering the automotive service industry? Crickets. Nobody. Wow. So the question was asked, well, why? And one of the young ladies said, well, it's probably because your industry has never come and talked about the opportunities that are available. And we yeah, all sat I could, there I and could go, believe that. Yeah, uh, I, I could believe that. Yeah. You know, I always believe that the technicians that are now re – guys my age, listen, yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't be in this industry if it weren't for hot rods and playing with cars as a kid. And car, right. That, that, that was my outlet, all right? Kids don't have that opportunity no. today because no. it's, it's too – you know, you could turn the screw on the carburetor the wrong way on that 68 Camaro, and it would it would bounce back from it. You could recover from that. It wasn't yep. the worst thing. You yep. turn the screw the other way. Yep. Today, you turn that screw electronically mm -hmm. on that newer car. You go out and work on mom's car yep. on her Nissan Altima, and you do something the wrong way. All of a sudden, mom's car doesn't start, and it's $1,200 for a PCM, and you're like, wow, whoops, sorry, mom. Uh, you know, and that's a problem. Mm -hmm. The kids don't get to tinker, and I've said it for the longest time. React to this, Chris. 
you got to build a technician the way you build a car. Yeah, you, you, you can't steal them anymore. You no. can't go buy them anymore. Nope. Uh, they're getting old, right. number one. Uh, and the ones that we put in place, we eat them. Right. We throw them on the lube rack, and they get disenfranchised and go work for some other vertical or other technology company. Uh, and that's the problem is we've got to start thinking about building our image as a technology industry rather than working on cars. Because the kids today, the millennials and especially the Zs, they are looking at technology differently. They want, to, they want opportunities to get involved in technology, where we're still, as an industry, looked at as grease monkey, changing oil. We're not working on anything but balancing tires and that sort of thing. And that's no fault of any one person. It's just the, the migration of the industry over the last 40 years. Do you think part of the problem is, and I'm not picking on the entire industry, but it's hard to present and offer careers to these young people because so many of the shop owners out there, not all of them, but I would think a great deal of them, I talk to a lot of guys, they really don't know how to run their business. Correct. So they don't know how to run their business. They don't know what to extend to the kid. Yeah. So you got to build a business to extend something to the kid to say, hey, you can get this if I do this and, and, and so forth. It's got to be a Correct. back and forth. Correct. Uh, you know, that's an issue. Yeah. So when you talk about growing your own, that's being done all across the country. You take great operators that have installed apprenticeship programs or have invested and actively involved in their vocational school programs, not just sitting at a at a uh, their council meeting once a year eating pizza and talking about how the year went, but heavily involved in evaluating the curriculum and inviting the kids to their shop and, and helping them with the task list in context with what they really do. Instead of a kid, for example, turning a brake rotor uh, on one day and that afternoon he does uh, an oil change and the kid gets to a shop and, and he's given a brake job ticket and he's right, going, and he's well, lost. What, what do I do next? I yeah. change the oil? He's lost. Yeah, so it's shop owners like that that have their act together that grow technicians or the other end of the spectrum is the shop owners that aren't great operators and those are the guys that I worry about the most. There's so many good people in this industry, Ron, and you know a lot of them that are ready to retire they don't own their building, they don't own their property, they think all the value in their business is their customer list and their equipment, and when they retire, they're going to be uh, really shocked when there's no value there. Because there, there isn't. There isn't. The equipment's 25 cents on the dollar. Right. The, 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 the customer list is all blue oh, sky because yeah. there's no loyalty yeah. anymore. Exactly. It's, it's, and understandably, people are just trying to get their cars fixed. You know, they're not trying to support Ron and his retirement. Yeah. They're just trying to get their car fixed. You know, the bigger problem that I see looking down the road is, I always think to myself, what if the automotive aftermarket didn't exist? Oh my God, all right? There's no technicians, we can't fix the cars. The country would come to a standstill. Oh, absolutely. You know, we've got a president talking about national security issues. That's a national security issue. The country stops instantly. Yep. We've had a very busy past two years. Uh, we're, about a, we're about a week to 10 days out now. Through the latter half of last year, we had a three, three-and-a-half-week backlog consistently. Couldn't keep up, couldn't run fast enough, and if I put five guys on, we'd still have a three-week backlog. And, you know, all of a sudden, you take away some repair shops, and it's getting worse. We've had a bunch of repair shops around us closed for a variety of reasons. 
And you've got to say to yourself, I think better days are coming, but mm -hmm. I really do, Chris. I, I agree with you. We see a lot of shop owners going out of business. They're just giving it up. You know, they're small operators. They don't operate properly. They haven't kept up with times and technology. And, and so they just give it up because they're at that age where they're tired. Right. And so I think one of the challenges that the industry, the aftermarket has, is how do we put those great operators together with those poor operators that are ready to give it up and do it before they give up so that maybe there's an acquisition opportunity there for a multiple store owner to take that guy and build his business up so there's something of value that he can walk away with but also help build that business up so when that new owner takes over there's value there for him he doesn't have to start from scratch it, I think I think it's mentoring you know I've, I've always said it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to keep a repair shop owner going and ev that's evidence today here at the big uh, event right yeah. how many people are rubbing elbows and saying hey i know you and it's been a while and yeah. you know so on and so forth so and we're working on a lot of mentoring yeah. programs and some of the boards we work with uh, the nastef uh, education team is working on a career path uh, framework for the industry as well as um, as well as trying to build mentor programs right. and so what i believe needs to happen in the next a uh, couple of years is that we start forming mentors at every position. Every person in this industry should be a mentor and an apprentice at the same time. And, and it, that'll keep the industry. Yeah, so if you're mentoring the guy below you, the mentor shouldn't be the old guy that's already disenfranchised. It no. should be the guy that's just above where you want to be. And, and that'll move things that'll move that'll move exactly. things forward exactly. Chris where can they go get more information real quick well they can get information about uh, all these issues at ctionline.com and of course I would really like to promote the techforcefoundation.org they're doing some great work uh, promoting the industry and the image of the industry to parents and influencers or peripheral students, the PIPs. Well, it's those kids that we need to go read. I'll tell you what, you shoot me an email, babe, and we'll get you back on awesome. in a couple of months, and we'll do this. We'll do it right out of the Car Doctor studio. Good Chris Chesney, Director of Training Car Quest, thanks for coming by the booth today. I'm Ron Anini and the Car Doctor. We're back right after this. Looks like a picture she was laying there Moonlight dancing off her head She woke up and took me by the hand She's gonna love me in my Chevy van And that's all right with Hey, welcome back. We're on the Car Doctor here at the TST Big Event. Let's roll right along since Chris stole all your time, Tom. He uh, kept talking. Tom Rake from Napa. Director, he's the director of training for Napa Auto Tech. Uh, Chris stole all your time, Tom, so we're, we're going to be short here. Well, that's terrible. I guess yeah. I'll have to come back. You'll have to come back. We'll Absolutely. Have to, we'll have to have you back. Absolutely. Our, you know, you stole my line. That's at the end of the interview. So <laughs> hang on right. there, buddy. Um, Napa's doing something different, and you're the only guys in the industry doing it right now, called hands-on training. Talk yes. to us about it. Well, it's an old concept, actually. However, uh, it's surfacing up uh, very well again. We have a lot of programs or what we call death by PowerPoint in the industry, which means uh, we teach knowledge. And today, uh, we need knowledge and skill. If that person gets to work the next day and they attend a class on a given topic and they don't perform the skill necessary to repair that vehicle, then obviously job security isn't very good, if you right. know what I'm saying. Sure, yeah. So what we've done is we've taken programs and we've really spent some of Napa's money and figured out how can we bring a hands-on class to a place like a motel room. One of the problems we have out there is hands-on classes are great. However, you need vehicles there. And the vehicles have to be set to teach certain skills. You can't always get those vehicles. And then you have to tie up someone's bay. Well, that bay has to be productive so we can go ahead very simply and ensure that the shop's making an income. So what we've done is, uh, for instance, in, in a brake-type program that's hands-on, we actually have 12 complete brake sets that we actually bring into a motel room. 
and we have technicians actually go through the brakes on those sets. Everything from basically checking runout on rotors to going ahead and handling the springs correctly, uh, making sure the self-adjusters work right. They go through the theory behind it, so they have an idea of what they're doing and what to look for, and then they actually go ahead and practice. Napa supplies the tools, the product, the lubricants, etc., to do the brake job properly. And before they leave, they actually service 12 different brake systems that are hand-picked as problem brake systems in the industry. So it's actually a pretty dedicated, very uh, interesting training program. So you're, you're, you're giving them the ability to develop the hands-on fundamentals. Absolutely. And, and you're growing technicians. You're, you're doing the same. You're, you're promoting the industry and helping the techs learn, hey, here's where you start. You're doing what my boss did when I was 16 in the service bay when he taught me how to do brakes back, back in the 70s. And, um, geez, that's a heck of an idea. Can you expand that? I mean, is that, is that are you going to take that to the point where maybe if we want to see timing cassette changes on uh, timing chains on explorers that you would be teaching us that? Is it those hard-to-do jobs, those unknowns? Is that where the future is? Absolutely. You know, you, uh, kind of when you mentioned that, uh, you know, I was thinking, you know, our, our biggest place for this right now is our major accounts that have multiple chains right. because they don't have people to go ahead and service those customers' vehicles. So what we do, uh, it, we've been so busy with the hands-on for those people because it actually builds a product for them that they can actually uh, basically use the next day. That person, when they're done with class, they can actually service brakes and such. But we are working right now. We actually do have hands-on programs for all sorts of things we're developing. We even have a brand new heavy-duty truck air brake program where the people involved in the class go ahead and assemble a complete air brake system, make it work, and then diagnose it. We basically performed at the Vision Show recently, and it was done to rave reviews. It worked extremely well. So we're working on all sorts of hands-on programs because we believe that's the way to do training today. Yeah, that's, um, I'll tell you what, that is the future. Tom, we're going to have you back. All right, Absolutely. Buddy? Now I'm happy tell you to be here. If they want more information real quick, Napa. Napa all what? you have to do is Google Napa training right. or Napa and, or stop by any Napa store, and they'll give you the information on training and what we have available to help. Cool beams. Tom Rake, Director of Training for Napa, we thank you for being here. I'm Ron Anning, the car doctor. We are back to wrap it up right after this. Hey, welcome back. Ron Anning, the car doctor. Let's get right into it. I'm here with the founder of TST, Jerry Trulia, and um, we've actually snagged John Anello Auto Tech on wheels. He was walking by. That'll teach you for walking by the booth, John. Um, Jerry, real quick, what do you think? Here we are at the end of this, uh, almost to the end of this event, and uh, has it been everything you thought it would be? Unbelievable. Uh, less, less problems than I thought it would be. Um, a great turnout. I'm really, really happy that uh, this thing went a lot easier than I thought. Now, you know, there's 600 guys plus in there. What do you say to the 6,000 that aren't here? They need to come out so they don't evaporate. They need to update. Right. Very, update, very important. Educate and evaporate. Yeah, yep. it's, it's, it's a big deal. It Gentlemen really to your left, John Anello, Auto Tech on Wheels. Gosh, I've known, we've both known John forever and ever and ever. For years. Um, uh, what, what, what do you say to a guy like this? He's out there every day helping shops fix cars without a shop, right? John, what, what, do, you, what do you have in your van now? I probably have about 18 laptops uh, specific to uh, all the manufacturer uh, factory scan tools. So I bring deal level to the shops that don't that can't afford the dealer uh, scan tools and equipment. Uh, also, their game plans may be off because they're not staying in the, the training uh, loop per se. And uh, you know, I actually twisted about a hundred arms to come out here. And there are a lot of guys who just made excuses and didn't want to come out here. They said, "I'm too busy at work. I'm going to lose money." Meanwhile, they don't understand 
that they're going to lose more money by not educating themselves. And they're going to take longer. They're going to start guessing and not really repairing cars where they should be. Yeah. Jerry, John, John has done a great, great job helping us. You know, with people like that that can champion the cause, and here's a fully educated guy, and he knows the value of education. You and, need and, to come out. And he knows what it's like not to be here and the struggles because he sees it in the shops that he goes to. Gentlemen, thanks for all that you guys do to this industry, and it's been an absolute pleasure to be here. We look forward to next year, and um, it's just been a great, great event. If you haven't been here this year, get here next year because you don't know what you don't know and you don't know what you've been missing. I'm Ron Indy and the Car Doctor reminding you, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless.